Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some of your evening with us tonight. I'm really happy tonight to welcome Angelina Long, who's come all the way from Boise, Idaho, to be with us and yes. share her story. So thanks, Angelina. Appreciate Thank you for it. having me. Yeah. Um, she's got such a wonderful story and an interesting perspective that maybe some of us don't always get to hear. So you're actually born into the Catholic Church, is that right? Yes, yeah. I was born and raised Catholic. Yeah. Um, and when I was 25, the beginning of 2012, um, my great uncle passed away and oh. even though I always believed in God and believed in Jesus in heaven I wanted to understand more about what the plan of salvation was and how one would get to heaven um, really? had you been given those kinds of or had those questions in Catholicism or when you were growing up and did you feel like you you know, um, my family and I only attended twice a year on Christmas Eve and Easter, and oh, so for me, okay. it was I was biblically unlearned. Yeah. Um, and so for me, um, I just really was at a point in my life where I was just seeking God, and I just wanted answers to those eternal questions. And um, wow. so I um, started going to a non-denominational um, church by myself for about a month and a half. Oh. And um, within that same time frame, a good friend of mine from high school um, started working at, at the bank that I was working at at the time. Oh. And um, I knew that he was LDS and growing up in Boise, I always had LDS friends sure, and you know, wonderful people. Yeah, and yeah. Um, even when I was in high school, I went to seminary occasionally with them and really? mutual. And oh. <laughs> yeah, so it the was dances, always... <laughs> oh. It was always very familiar for me. Yeah. Um, and my friend is someone that, you know, I just got along with really well. We had lunch together every single day, and um, he's very knowledgeable, and I knew he had a good relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And um, I trusted him, and so, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, I, I love what I'm learning, you know, the messages I'm getting in the Bible, um, but, you know, would you like to be my spiritual mentor? Because I just, I, I trust you, and <laughs> I just, I want to talk about the Lord with someone that I know can relate. Wow. And so, of and course, he's he <laughs> very so. flattered, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, he then explained to me, too, that, of course, he does believe in the Bible, but, um, you know, that him being LDS, they also believe that the Book of Mormon works hand-in-hand -hand with the Bible. Sure. And so, for me, um, at that point in my life, again, I was extremely biblically unlearned. I didn't know the difference between prophets, apostles, disciples. Um, it was all <laughs> common biblical knowledge I had heard growing up in the yeah. Catholic Church, but I, I honestly didn't know um, anything about religion or yeah. about, you know, that Do you think there's thing. many people like that, for you young people <laughs> out there that maybe are a little, would, would say they're biblically unlearned? I mean, is there, is that a... Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, there's... Just busy with other things in school. Yeah, and, and that's kind of how I was. I mean, I was raised in a, in a very, um, you know, moralistic home with good parents yeah. and a very good family. And 
um, praise God, they've supported me through this whole journey, well, that's both wonderful. you know, yeah. in Mormonism and in Christianity and just everything. Yeah. Um, and so, when my friend presented this to me and he said, you know, may I give you a Book of Mormon? Invited me to church, and you know, I agreed. <laughs> I said, well, sure. You know, I'm open-minded. I just want to know Jesus. Yeah, and so, yeah. of course, you know, it's another testament of Jesus Christ. And so, I was reading through it. Um, and even before I went to um, sacrament for my first time, it was a fast and testimony meeting actually. Mm. And so my friend kind of prepped me for that and explained how it's a little bit different than normal sacrament meetings right. go. And um, I just said a very simple prayer before I even went to the Mormon church. And I just said, God, please lead me to the church where I can serve you to my fullest potential. Wow, what and a prayer. <laughs> what I a just prayer. wanted to serve the Lord. Yeah. And um, I didn't know at the time that I would be sitting here now. No. <laughs> and how he would answer that prayer, but he did. He did. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and within that same time, I, I loved the feeling I had in the sacrament meeting. Um, I attended a young single adult ward, and I just loved hearing all the members bear their testimonies. And um, I. What did you think of that? What, I mean, I, they, there's a certain. Um, repetition mm -hmm. and, and yet I know there's some differences but I mean what did you think of their testimonies were they I loved convincing it. and they were was, very convincing yeah. yes and I I felt at peace I felt like um, that that's where the Lord needed me it was you know that feeling of the burning in the bosom and all of those things really? that they talk about I did I felt that and, and you I read in the Book of Mormon and prayed about it did you and you know, I, I actually didn't. Um, how I how I came to the decision of joining the Mormon Church was um, about two weeks after attending the Mormon Church. Again, I, I felt good. I felt you know a connection to to my peers that were there. Yeah. I had friends there from high school, um, and it just seemed right. Yeah. And so within a couple of weeks, uh, my grandfather was rushed into the hospital and he needed to have emergency back surgery. Hmm. Um, but at that time, they didn't know that he would survive. They didn't know if he would even be approved for surgery. Wow. And so, um, to make a very long story short, um, he ended up getting approved for surgery. Um, and this particular surgery, um, while we were in the OR waiting room, I was sitting there with my family and there was a Bible sitting next to me. <laughs> and I picked it up and I was just looking through it, just looking for a message of hope and something that would just comfort me and give me the peace that I needed. Yeah, yeah. And as I was reading through it, I was just hoping for something really specific. And even though there were good messages, it just wasn't anything specific that I could find. And so I sat it down and then we went in the consultation room and the surgeon came in and this was a surgeon I, I really did not feel very good about at first because he didn't have very good bedside manner. And he came in and I was just expecting bad news. I was just really potentially mourning the loss of my grandfather. And um, he said, I have done thousands of these types of procedures over the last 30 years. He goes, and this is the worst case I have ever seen. Oh he said, God was in that OR today. Wow. And I was just completely just overwhelmed with peace and I just felt amazing. Um, I went home and as I was driving I just turned on the Christian radio station. I always listen to the Christian radio station and um, just rolled my windows down and just praising the Lord um, for this miracle and even when I got home um, in my living room I turned on my music started dancing in my living room and I grew up dancing so anyone that knows me personally that's not unusual <laughs> but um, find you dancing somewhere to some <laughs> <Right>. music 
And so I was just praising the Lord. And um, that night, um, I have this daily Bible app on my phone with just a, a scripture verse. And I read it every single day, and I still have it on my phone. And that night, something told me to look at it again. And I had never looked at it twice in one day. Mm. And I looked at it, and it was Psalms 3011-12. And it says, You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have oh. loosened my sackcloth and clothed that me with gladness. Yeah. To the end that I may sing your praise and glory and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Wow. And... I read that and I'm going, oh my gosh, here I was looking, literally looking for a personal message in the OR waiting room and it was sitting in front of me all day and I had read it that morning and it, he was just waiting for the perfect timing to reveal himself to me wow. and he did. And as I read it, I read it over and over and over again and I was staring at it and the next thing I saw at the very top was 3011-12. And I sat there and I thought, oh my gosh, my grandfather's room number in the ICU was 3011 <laughs> and the year is 2012. <laughs> and so... Boy, you really um, felt like God was answering your prayer there. Yes. That's awesome. I, um, from that point forward, I... I opened my Bible and I was just like, oh my gosh, I've got to read this whole chapter. And as I read it, I related to everything that my grandfather was going through. And it even talks about, you know, what glory would there be if I should go down to the pit? Would the dust praise thee? Would it declare of your truthfulness? Um, you kept me from the grave. And um, at that time, that scripture spoke to me because it represented what happened in my grandfather's life. Yeah. And now... It speaks to me on an entirely different level because as I was sharing with you a year ago this weekend I was in Utah and was snowshoeing and had an accident and slid 50 yards backwards down the side of a mountain wow. and God caught me God caught me yeah he saved my life and stopped me from hitting a tree <laughs> that otherwise would have taken my life yeah and so it's amazing I just want everyone to know how much I love and trust Jesus. I know that He is real. I know that His Word <laughs> is a living Word of God. You can absolutely trust the Bible. Yeah. You can absolutely trust the Bible. Well, let me ask you, when this was before you joined the church, yes. this event with your grandpa and the, and the Psalms, reading the mm -hmm. Psalms, did you feel like maybe as you were drawing closer to Mormonism, that this maybe was an answer to those prayers, too? That this was, I mean, I there was did. a reason for knowing that, and so mm -hmm. when the missionary, did the missionaries eventually come to you? Did this mentor arrange for these missionaries he to finally did. teach? Yes. And teach? And yes, about, about two months after I had been attending the Mormon church, he yeah. asked if I would like to meet with the missionaries, and I was kind of hesitant at first because I thought, well, that's kind of a big commitment. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Yeah. You know, but again, I just trusted in God, and again, trusted my feelings more than anything, even though I had that answer in the Word at that point. I trusted my feelings, and, and it felt, like and you it probably, felt right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it felt like you needed to join a church or p participate yes. in something. And, yes. and the message, I guess I'm curious, and, and uh, others might be as well, what kind of message did the missionaries share with you? What did you get out of the several visits that you had with them before you got baptized? 
Um, basically that, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Christ's restored church. Okay. And again, I just wanted to know Jesus. I saw his name on the side of the building, and of so course they be, say, be, right? you know, it's yeah. of course it's his church. You know, we declare yeah. his name, and I believed that. And I believed them when they said that, you know, they have living prophets and, you know, that to lead and guide us in the latter days. And I didn't know what the word said as far as Jesus being the everlasting covenant and him being our high our high priest and <laughs> know that prophet one, and apostle and everything. Yeah. Um, I was biblically unlearned. And so at the time, everything made sense. Um, you know, again, with the Book of Mormon and Joseph Smith, those were always parts of my testimony that were very faint. Um, I did have a certain testimony of them because I believed that it was Christ's church and I believed in Jesus. Yeah. And so I just assumed that as I progressed and as I You'd learned, develop a, I would a develop a stronger, stronger testimony stronger. of the Book of Mormon and Joseph Smith. Yeah. So. You, you become very active, mm -hmm. you go through the temple eventually, and... Yes. What, what, was that in Boise then that you went through it the It was, temple? the Boise Temple, yeah. yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about your time as a Mormon then for, so, well, I guess, a couple of years. Yeah, I was baptized June 9th in 2012, and I asked my friend who had initially invited me to church and was my mentor through all of that um, to baptize me, and mm -hmm. um, that was truly the best day of my life because that was the day that I decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> and um, that still is, in my heart, the best day of my life. Oh. Um, you know, and so you I, felt like you were being baptized to Jesus to rather Jesus. than into the church. Absolutely. Oh, that's an interesting. Yes. Because we definitely, as we talk, we Mormons talk about that. <laughs> it's always, well, I'm, I'm joining the church. Right. Or I'm being baptized into the church. It's mm -hmm. not really about a relationship with Jesus. So that's right. interesting, different perspective. Mm -hmm. But you become very active. And very active. Now you said that you. And, and you were probably what we would call a golden contact, you know. <laughs> I'm sure the missionaries were thrilled to find someone that was so far along and mm -hmm. willing to, to be baptized. Very prepared, yeah. <laughs> you could say. Yeah. So did you yes. did you do a lot of speaking? And, and, I did. And, yeah, I spoke it. You kind of do that. To yes. <laughs> or my out. testimony regularly, almost once a month. Yeah. Um, I taught in the Relief Society presidency. Um, which I absolutely loved. I loved teaching and ministering to the women. Yeah. Um, I loved working alongside my bishopric. Um, I, I don't have enough positive things to say about, you know, they're my first church family. Yeah. I love them. Um, I loved everything so much that I actually invited one of my best friends to attend church and she ended up joining and ended up meeting her husband there. She joined about three months after me. So her and I were just like soul sisters. We did everything together. She In was the there. She did everything with me. She was there um, for me when I was in doubt. She was in the waiting room with my entire family yeah. and friends. And um, well, did you feel like you were getting the message of Jesus Christ during this during your time then as a Mormon? You know, being biblically unlearned, I did. I felt like I was learning, but at the same point, it was as though I was looking through a foggy window, and it was like. Every time I would try to do something to progress and get closer to Him, you know, getting my patriarchal blessing, getting my temporary temple recommend, um, going through the temple for my endowments, all I wanted to do was to know Jesus. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And um, I finally got that. But it wasn't until He opened my eyes and pursued my heart relentlessly <laughs> that that window is now completely clear and I'm able to run through it into His arms. And that's relying on Him alone. 
on him alone. It's not through going to my bishop or state president or any other mediator. It's strictly between Jesus and myself. He is my Lord and Savior. He is my everything. Well, so what happened to make to open your eyes that way? I mean, was it something specific that? It was. Yes, I. Um, this past June, so nearly six months ago, I was down in San Diego visiting my friend and her husband, um, my friend that had joined the church after me. And um, I want to ask you what she thinks about everything, but sure. finish, finish your story <laughs> first. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we were in the San Diego temple, and we decided to do initiatories. Mm. And there were a couple things that happened while I was in there. Um, the first thing being that when we did initiatories, we didn't prepare our own family names or anything. We just went and the names were already prepared for us. And three of the names that she had to do proxy work were women that had her married last name. And of course the temple matrons thought that this was just an incredible coincidence and normally for her and I, you know, we, we loved being in the temple. We believed that we were closest to God being in the presence, you know, yeah. being in his presence. Well, you said you were going two and three times a week. Yeah, two to three week. times a week. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know him. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we're in there and after we do initiatories, we're walking up to the celestial room and we're walking up the beautiful white spiral staircase. And again, I, I loved being in the temple. I felt like I was close to God. And for the first time in my life, I'm walking through this temple and I felt completely disconnected. I felt like a spectator walking through a beautiful building. I didn't feel at peace. I felt um, anxious and I just felt a sense of anxiety. Mm. And I didn't know why. And I had all these condemning thoughts going in my head as far as, you know, well, what have I done? What have I said? Am I not worthy to be in the house of the Lord? Why don't I feel the Holy Spirit? Why am I not at peace? <laughs> and, of course, you know, our God is not a God of confusion, and He does not condemn. Yeah. And so when this is all happening, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Didn't say anything to my friend. You know, we're just walking up the stairs, and I'm going, what on earth is going on right now? And just trying to pray that I would overcome these thoughts and feelings. And we sit in the celestial room, spend some time in there. It's just the two of us. And I don't spend a whole lot of time in there. And then we decide to go back and change. And yeah. as I'm waiting for my friend to get changed, <laughs> I'm standing there. And there's a woman checking in. And she's older. She has white hair. She's in baptismal clothing. And she has a huge stack of family names. And as she checks in, the temple matrons ask for her name. And she says, Sister Long. Wow. And I, obviously that got my attention. Your <laughs> last name. <laughs> I'm Sister Long. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm listening to their conversation and she's talking about all the different ordinance work that she has prepared to do for her family members. And then God pursued my heart. And this thought went through my mind. And I thought, is this what the rest of my life is going to be like taking hundreds of my family's names to the temple to assist in their salvation and i'm thinking whoa what <laughs> because i completely believed i i had a lot of pride in the sense that i was the only member of the mormon church in my family and it was my duty yeah. to take all their names to the temple i firmly believed in that and so for that thought to enter my head 
that was from the Holy Spirit. When you knew Jesus had done all that yes. work of salvation. Yes. Amazing. What an insight. So, yeah, and then after that, it was just a series of events that just kept happening. And I went home less than a week, taught in Relief Society. Um, again, loved my calling, loved that I got to choose my lessons. I didn't have to teach out of a manual. I got to pick. And um, the lesson I chose to teach on, I think, was more for me than I realized at that time. <laughs> but it was be spiritually prepared for anything that comes your way. Wow. And it was extremely powerful. Um, I, I was moved by it. The women were moved by it. Lots of tears. It was, it was a wonderful lesson. And then at the very end, I bore my testimony, of course. And the last thing that I said in my testimony was, I know families can be together forever through this church. And I got a pit in my stomach. And I was thinking, where did that come from? <laughs> you know? And I was just like, oh do my I gosh. Do I really know that? Yeah, do I really know that? And so then, <clears throat> within that same week, um, two of my loved ones passed away. Um, a loved one of mine who was about my age, and he was raised a foster son in an LDS family, but he was never baptized and confirmed a member of the church. And then my great aunt um, passed away as well. And that whole week, I just had all of these just thoughts of just confusion and anxiety, and I just could not bear the thought that the only way that my family would be together forever would be through temple work. It just didn't make sense to me. Not when you knew what, what Jesus had done for us. Right. Yeah. And so I was driving around aimlessly one night, it was actually Saturday night, trying to clear my head. And finally, I just parked my car and I just start weeping. I'm just like, God, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And I said, if you were the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and you love all of your children the same, and if Joseph Smith restored your church 200 years ago, why would you deny so many of your children, millions upon millions of souls, the blessing of being together forever with their family in heaven? This doesn't make sense to me. And I'm just weeping, and I said, and God, why would I be granted a better level of heaven simply because of the church I belong to? I am no better than anyone else. Interesting. And then he just spoke to me, just clear as day, and he said, the temple ceremonies came by revelation, which means they came from Joseph Smith, which means they came from men, and men can make mistakes. The only perfect man is Jesus Christ, and he is the only way. <laughs> and got, I'm going... You got that message? Whoa! <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was just crying. Um, and then I just felt just this overwhelming peace, this tingling through my entire body. It was something I had never felt before. Wow. And, um, and I knew the Holy Spirit came to comfort me. And within that same time of feeling just his, just his arms just wrap around me, I just stopped crying and I was just completely at peace and I just felt like, thank you, Jesus. I know you. I know you now. And it's just you. And it's just you. Yeah. No church. No no religion. Right. No ceremonies or ordinances. Right. right. Yeah. And so from that point I was just like, Okay, well no. that makes sense, but 
why does my religion believe in a completely different plan of salvation? Yeah. And so I decided I was just, I was still very careful. I Googled LDS Forever Families just to see what would come up. And of course, I was very careful as to what I was clicking on. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I was drawn to click on was the Wikipedia that talked about Joseph Smith and his practice of polygamy, which I knew polygamy existed in the past, but I did not realize um, all the other details that were associated as far as, you know, the ages and the polyandry yeah. and how many and all of that. And so for me, those did not you seem like... You started learning new things as mm -hmm. you studied. Well, believe it or not, our time is almost gone. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that? Wow. I did want to ask really quick, if you can, in, yes. in a minute's time, what did your dear friend that you brought into the church, what did she think of your transition? She is very supportive. Is she? And oh, she is a firm believer in Jesus Christ. Oh, good. Which... Yes, yes. So you've been attending a Christian church? Yes. And do you feel like that message is a different one than <gasps> Mormonism? Wow, yes. Um, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. In fact, after leaving the Mormon church, I went to two different churches within two weeks of each other, and the message was Ephesians. For it is by grace that you have two. been saved, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the free gift of God. Grace. Isn't that an amazing grace message? Alone. And, and the Mormons just don't understand. They, the, and they changed the temple ceremony from shedding of blood to something totally different. And, mm -hmm. you know. and so for me, it's just, I am just so grateful to know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. And, and he that believeth uh, in me hath everlasting life. Amen. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, I, so the Bible, as you, of course, you've always had a closer relationship to that, so you felt you enjoy reading the Bible and you're becoming more yes. Bible learned, I can tell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it's clear can't, as can't day. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. Yes. It's clear as day. Yeah. It's absolutely clear. Yes. Well, I just appreciate you coming over so much. Uh, gosh, we've covered so much ground in such a <laughs> short time. We probably could spend much more time on this, but. Uh, Angelina, I appreciate your story and thank you so and much. Family's been okay with it. You've had that yes, support. And, yes, absolutely, yeah. and praise God to all of my my ward family members. I love you all so much. And whether you know me personally or not, if you're LDS and you're listening to this, I just want you to know that I love you, and more importantly, that Jesus loves you. And you're enough, and He's enough, and He is more than enough. He is the Lord and Savior of my life. Yeah. He saved me from physical death. He saved me from spiritual, spiritual death. death. Yeah. He saved me from everything. Well, thanks, Angelina. I appreciate you coming. Thank you for having me, Earl. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we pray that you'll uh, take an opportunity, read and study the Bible, find out who this Jesus really is. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music